uh, NIC at four o'clock, they're going to be voting if they go to nationals. So, Lord, we just lift them up to you and thank you. They've worked really hard and uh, what a great season. And Lord, we just say, let your will be done, God. Father, let them just rest in that, God, that you would lead and that you would speak and you would move upon the hearts of man. No matter what, no matter what happens, they had an outrageous season. So Lord, we just thank you for them today. In Jesus' name. And I'm just going to keep praying. Father, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for this building. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for this beautiful pulpit, God. Wow. I, I just thank you for every person here. I thank you for every individual that got water baptized today. 29 people. God, we ask that you would bless them, that you would meet with them. Father, they, they truly, if they have went down in the tomb, that they come up in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Father, now as we open your word, I ask that you would speak through me. I'm just your donkey, and just ask that you would speak, that you would touch lives. Other people here that doesn't know you, those that need renovation or newness in their life, God, I pray that you would touch now by your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence here. We say, Holy Spirit, have your way in this place right now, in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. I want to do something real quick before we dive into the Word. Uh, those that somehow have worked on this building, if you worked on this building in any form or fashion, I just want to thank you because there was a time that you dedicated your time, you dedicated your, your life, uh, resources. If you in this building, do you mind standing real quick so we can just recognize you and just thank you for all that you did god bless you thank you so much i just ran into craig nelson where'd you at craig i just saw you there he is, craig this is craig nelson and and nelson flooring and and he really helped us and gave us a smoking deal on all the carpet on all the paint and just uh, thank you so much craig i mean it's so beautiful i if I start thanking people, we could go a long time, but I just happened to run into him out there. We prayed over Roger this morning and his family, our general contractor, and it was a very, very special time. We're looking to have a, a one evening where we dedicate building to the Lord, even though I want to let you know right now, it's already dedicated to the Lord. Lord, it's yours for your services. We dedicate every inch of it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Today I want to talk to you about new. Will you say that with me, new? new. Uh, I like new. Um, we're in a brand new, well, kind of a brand new remodeled building, but to me it's new. A new sheep shed. It's a nice sheep shed. This is the nicest sheep shed we've ever had. I mean, you are a blessed sheep. We're a blessed sheep, huh? Look at the sheep shed we're in, right? Smells good. Come on. Wow, it's wonderful. I want, as we preach today towards this, I, I want you to think about this, the whole newness of this building and how and what God wants to do in your life when it comes to new. I want to make the, you know, the connection of, 
of a new building. The Bible says first the, the natural, then the spiritual. The natural is the outside of the building, but I want to let you know that God wants to do something in inside your life today. It could be in your marriage that he wants to do something new. It could be in your business. It could be something in your child's life. It could be something, uh, maybe you don't know Christ today, or you've walked away from Jesus Christ, and he wants to make you a new creation in him today. But God wants to do, will you go with me today? God wants to do something new, I believe, in every one of our lives. I woke up this morning, I was like, hey, I might be preaching this, God, but whatever you want to do new inside of me, please do it. How many know that God can do whatever he wants to do, and he can do something new inside of you today? How many know that? He can do something new inside of each and every one of us. Some of us might have like a spiritual 1970 kitchen inside of us. You remember 70 ugly colors? It, it's so ugly that it's not even cool vintage. You know what I'm saying? Cat needs renovating or that funky kitchen. You know, you're like, wow, it was cool in the 70s. I don't know how it was cool in the 70s, but you know, it's not cool any longer. And it's not even cool for vintage. God wants to do something in the area of new in our lives. Let me just tell you what took place. Romans 6, 4, in the lives of 29 folks, and a lot of you that's already been water baptized, and if you haven't been water baptized and you get born again today, guess what? We can baptize you. You can be number 30 today if that's you. Man, I, I remember one woman, she came up, man, she was G'd up from the feet up. Heels, makeup, just baptized. Wham, full of, woo, bam. We'll do that today. That's fine and dandy if that's you. Listen to the scripture, what took place today. Therefore, wow, this pulpit's something else. <laughs> Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That's what took place today, into the death of Jesus. How many know that Jesus didn't stay dead? And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in the newness of life. Those that got water baptized today, I want to let you know, God has a way for you to walk in the newness of life. Not like the old life that you lived in, but he wants you to come out of Egypt into his land. And I tell you what, to walk out newness, the promised land that he's putting inside of you. Listen to the definition of newness in the Greek. In the new state of life in which the Holy Spirit places us so as to produce a new state, which is eternal life. How many of you know once you are born again that you're going to live forever in heaven? You, you know, it's a wonderful thing. You're not going to die. Well, your flesh, your fleshly body will, but not you, not the real you. To, to, to be absent of the body, to be present with the Lord, your spirit man's going to live. And it's such a wonderful, wonderful thing. Say this with me, new. There's just something about cool with new. It really is. You know, me and my wife, we've had, well, over my whole life, 50 years, we've had one new car. And man, a new car is like, get in there and smell of a new car how many like the smell of a new car some people like it because they all they make an air freshener call new car now i don't think it smells like a new car i i got it before it's kind of a little strong for me but you know what i'm saying new car we've had i've had one new car and that was really cool you know had one new harley what's cool about a harley is it always smells new 
Really, you just get on it right and it's new. New shoes, new pants. There's just something about cool. I mean, we've been walking into this building and it just smells new. Can you smell that? New carpet, going to Leshwap, new tires. And, you know, there's just something that I think is cool about new. Now think about this just for a minute. Think about when God created everything and how new it was. What it smelled like. What, you know, I'm not saying that the sun smelled new, but the sun was new and the moon was new and the stars was new. The dirt was new. The animals, wonder what a new animal smells like. The flowers were new. The plants were new. The, The gravel was new. Just everything was new. You know, there's a song that I like. I can only imagine, right? You with me? I can only, you got to imagine with me. Put yourself in that position right now. Adam and Eve are brand new. Everything is new. And every day they woke up, it still smelled new. Why did it always smell new? At least that's how I imagine it. Why? Because there was no death. There was no sin. There was no decay. Everything was new. I don't know. I I wasn't there, but I can just imagine. I don't know exactly what it was like day after day of of age and seasons, because I know that God created seasons, but yet everything was new, brand new. There's just something about new. God did it then, and God wants to do it in some of your lives today. He made creation new, and I want to let you know, inside of you, He's able to make a new creation in you today. He's able to renovate areas of your life you might be born again but you're like man I got this area of death I got this area of my marriage that I need a remodel J.O. really Jesus I need a renovation I need a remodel God's able to do something new he's good about doing new things in our life and I want to talk to you about that today because all of a sudden something took place we would still be living in that season of new if it wasn't for Adam and Eve making a serious mistake that impacts us today. And all of a sudden, when they did what they did, they ate from that tree. Guess what happened? Death and decay began. began. Why? Because sin entered the world. Some of you may be living in a state of death and decay today because of sin. That The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Let me f- read a couple of scriptures. You can kind of see what took place. Genesis 3.1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said? L- l- listen to this. Has God? He's a liar. The devil's a liar. <laughs> Has God, he lies. Some of you don't bother, some of you don't believe the lie. A lot of you don't believe the lie. I'll, I'll get to that in, in just a few minutes. But look, look, he said, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Look how good God is. God creates paradise, creates man and woman, Adam and Eve. And he says, Look, it's all yours. Enjoy it all. It's all. I mean, he gave every. He created, created for Adam and Eve. You were made to be in relation with God. Hey, hey, look, it's all yours. And he says, just one thing. Don't eat from that tree. Tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The day that you eat from that tree, you shall surely die. And Adam and Eve was knuckleheads just like me, some of, like some of you, really all of you. 
Don't get mad at me. Put your, put your rocks underneath your chair. Don't stone me. Because the Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And what took place as soon as they ate from that tree, look what took place. Noon is gone. All the news gone. Death and decay. Why? Because death and decay follows sin. Listen to the scripture out of Romans 5.12. Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all, for thousands and thousands of years now, human race has lived in a fallen state of death and decay because of sin. Jesus came to do something different. We're going to get to that in just a few minutes. We can dress it up as nice as we want. I try to eat healthy. My doctor's back in the back. He's always challenging me, exercising. But I want to let you know, no matter how much you dress it up, we're still, our physical man is still going to die because of what took place back then. Okay? But there is a, an area that you can live above and you can be transformed today through Jesus Christ. And we're going to get to that. Even a newborn baby is, the Bible says, born into sin. Did you know that? A newborn baby. God does something that only God can do out of his great love and compassion for you. He steps out of heaven in the form of a man. Had to, had, had to come as a man. And he, he did something. He died so that he could conquer death. He took on your sin, my sin, so that he would conquer sin. So that why? So that we could be new creations in Jesus Christ. What a, what a great thing. He's all about creating a new way. Our God is the one who makes a way, a new way for you today. Now, I'm not just talking about to the unbeliever today. You may be an unbeliever, you may be a prodigal backslidden, but I'm also talking to those who, listen, you've swayed away from Jesus Christ or you have areas in your life that you know that you're stuck and you need a breakthrough. You need a renovation, you need a remodel, you need newness to hit an area of your life and i think that god wants to do that just like water baptism it's a work of god in our life that makes all things new listen it could be in your marriage it could be in your family it could be in your business it can be at your it can even be in your body but i believe the day by his holy spirit by his holy spirit he wants to make some people new today in this place listen to what he does isaiah 43 check this out do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, look what he says. Behold, I will do a new thing. God wants to do a new thing in our life. Listen, listen to what else he says. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is great when it comes to making things new. Listen to Revelations 21, 4 through 5. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Think about that for a minute. Every tear from their eyes. He's talking about heaven right now, but he makes things new. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There should be no pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, look, look, look. Would you just read that with me? I make all things. Now, you read it one more time with me. I make all things new. And he said to me, 
ripe for these words are true and faithful. Like Eve, we've all believed a lie. She believed a lie. You believed a lie. You may, may have believed a lie somewhere in your life that he wants to make new today. Come on. Jesus came to get you out of the vicious cycle. Vicious cycle of sin. So that you don't have to live in death and decay all of your life. I, I got, you you got to listen to this scripture right here. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Just listen to this promise today. Listen to this promise. For those who come to know Jesus Christ. What he's able to do in your life today. And, by the way, those who have already... I think he's able to do something new in your life today in an area that you need newness, just like the remodel of this building. The Bible says when someone becomes a Christian, look, he becomes a brand new person inside. How cool is that? Oh, three people think it's cool. Brand new guy, come on! Brand new! When a person comes to know Jesus, they become a brand. That happened to me December the 7th, 1986. Praise God. Man, why do I get excited for the things of God? Because of what he did in my life. Man, I was on the highway to hell. I didn't need ACDC. And I walked into that church, bounced the night before, drove out of the state to another city, out of a state, dorm room, leave, drive, invite, somebody invited me to church, the power of an invitation, I walk in and I hear about Jesus that can give you a new life, can forgive you, come on, <laughs> best news I ever heard, I'm like, yeah, and I walked out a new creation in Jesus Christ, Let me read that again, when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside, he's not the same anymore I wasn't a new life has begun we're at on the inside have you ever noticed that usually things from the outside when things are going wrong on the out when we are frustrated on the outside I want to let you know things that happen on the outside when listen say for example you get in a fight with your wife and your poor dog is standing, sitting there by the, the door, and on the way out, you kick your dog. You know, even though you're frustrated on the inside, you take it out on those things on the outside. How many of you have ever done something like that? All of a sudden, you're like, "Jail, I'm a, I've been doing math for ten years because my my dad, my dad was not. Your dad may have been a jerk." But there's a, there's a time and a place where we don't blame the outside. It's human, our human nature, to, to try to fix from the outside in and try to blame from the out. Oh, you don't know my deadbeat husband. Oh, you don't even. Come on. We, we accuse outside. All of a sudden, you're an alcoholic because, because, because it's everybody's fault but yours. Is that not true? Meth addict because, oh, it's because all the, come on, come on now. We try to blame to the outside, and that's not where it begins. It begins on the inside. 
A lot of programs don't work because you got, you got, to, you got to fix this on the inside. You, got, you know the problem? The problem is a sin problem. You fix a sin problem, woo! Oh my goodness, you're going to have a, your life is going to change when you, when you fix a sin problem. You follow me? Okay, so I, I want you to think about, I, I did that. I, I was very good. It's like, okay, you know, I'm hurting inside. I lost my parents at eight years old. And then, man, I had a traumatic event after that at 17. I go to a fire or wreck, and my sister's laying beside the road, dead, three months pregnant. It really impacted me on the inside. I mean, that night, I got wasted. The, the things on the inside, I was hurting, I was frustrated, but then I tried to fix it from the outside in. That's not how God works. He works from the inside out. You get, he gets on the inside and starts healing and starts repairing and starts restoring. When a person becomes a Christian, they become a brand new person on the inside. Are you following me today? Some of you need this in your lives today. The Holy Spirit comes and he makes all things new. And let me tell you something. True change really begins when it begins on the inside and not the outside. Man, I drove a 1978 Silver Anniversary Corvette bodybuilder, Mr. Moorhead State University. I tried to do everything on the outside. Guess what? It don't fix the frustration on the inside. It doesn't repair the pain, the hurt, the torment on the inside. But there's one that does. And I met him. And it's real. And he'll make you a new creation. Come on. Our response is that we just believe it, we receive it, we confess it. It ain't going to be a job, changing a relationship. Got to get a new relationship. Oh, man. Sometimes that's the worst thing you can do. No, I'm serious. Some of the worst things. Got to get a new car. That's going to fit. New location. That's going to... Listen, there's a place for a new location, but I want to let you know uh, that's not really what's going to fix you. Think about this building for a minute. The reason why this building was built and remodeled wasn't because of what was going on the, on the outside. It wasn't like we have this philosophy, build it and they will come. That's the movies, man. That's fantasy. We remodeled the building because of what was going on on the inside. Every place that we've been, you know, praise God, we had to get pushed out to the fairground, baby. Whatever. But my point is, is that God wants to do something on the inside. He wants to do something so beautiful on the inside. You know, no matter how, I want you to always remember this. No matter how cool this building is, the carpet, the paint, the lights, music, whatever. It's about the people. And I will always remind you of that. The church is not those chairs. Now, those are, those are cool chairs. How many of y'all like them chairs? Man, you sit there. I can preach a long time now. I can, because those are comfortable chairs. I want to remind those chairs. Right, let me give you a little testimony about those chairs of the goodness of God. Auction. Our, 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 uh, help me out. 
the legacy auction. It was a powder raise. Matt Rose, you here? Gosh, Matt Rose. There you are. Remember that powder raise, Matt and Rose? Those chairs that you sat in were bought in about, what, five to ten minutes? $24,000 at an auction. Just people. How cool is that? But, it, but you know what? It's not about that. Even though I like those chairs, I think they're cool. I like the new carpet. But what's important is what goes on inside the building. You know what's important? Baptisms, people getting born again, relationships being restored, families being restored. And that's the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is among us. People getting healed and lives being trained, changed. And man, it all begins on the inside. God is so committed to this new thing. He even started a new covenant. We were in an old covenant. The old covenant, if you think about it, it had a lot to do with the outside. It had a lot to do, come on, now feel me, rules, laws, regulations. Craig, how many laws was there in the Mosaic Law? Like 600, 613 laws. I can't even keep the speed limit. <laughs> um, oh, if y'all want me to be a fake pastor, I'll just go ahead and be fake. Can I, can I be real today? I, I, you know, I do pretty good with it, but all of a sudden, I'm on my Harley and it's like, woohoo. Chuck, I love you. State Patrolman Chuck. I'm sorry. I love you, bro. I, I usually don't try to abuse it. I need to go in the confessional right now, huh? But God was so committed of this new thing that he created a new covenant. Why? We couldn't keep the rules. We couldn't keep the law. It pointed us to the one that was going to come, that was going to change us from the inside. The only hope was to be changed from the inside. It wasn't going to change us from the outside. It, listen to the scripture, Hebrews 10, 16 through 18 says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. Look, look, look what he said. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds. Now I will write them. And he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds. Look, I will remember no more. Isn't that? That's some good news right there. Oh, 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 oh Jesus, you remember when I did that? I remember? No, I don't remember, J.O. Don't be bringing that. I threw it in the sea of forgiveness right there. As far as the east is from the west. Huh? God's good, isn't he? Jesus fulfilled all the outside stuff, all the law. He fulfilled it. And now he wants to do something from the inside. Why? He's always wanted to have a relationship with you, an intimate. Hey, coming to church doesn't mean that you have a relationship with Jesus. You know how many people I counsel, married, that don't even like their spouse? They're married, but they ain't got no relationship. They've been married. They ain't slept together in years. There's no intimacy there. Oh, you going there, J.O.? I'm trying to make a point. God wants to have an intimate relationship with you. That's what this is all about. Jesus didn't come to bring another religion. He came to bring an intimate relationship 
what he always, he never even wanted a king. We're in the debates and all that right now. It wasn't in God's heart, king. Why? He wanted to come one-on-one. He wants a relationship with you. And he does it uh, through Jesus Christ who made a new way for you and I. We're brand new. Listen to this. We're brand, this is kind of for those who have been around the church for a while. We're brand new and we're being made new. Now feel that for a minute. You're brand new. If you know Jesus Christ, you're brand new, plus you're being made new. Well, J.O., are we brand new or are we being made new? Yes. You are. You know, when I came to know Jesus Christ, I was brand new, right? And then every day, I'm being made new. His compassions, they fail not. His mercies are what? What? New? New? Every morning, guess what takes place? What takes place after you come to know Jesus? This is where people miss it. Sometimes they come to Christ, they're a new creation, and it kind of stops right there. It's like, oh, I got my path to heaven, praise God. It never intended to just get you to heaven. Our goal is to become like Christ every day. So we're new, but look what takes place. Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world. God doesn't want us acting like the world, Amen. But be transformed by the renew. Can you say that with me? Jail, that's just dramatic. Come on, go with me. Renew. That's important. Because you thought, well, I came to know Jesus. He's talking to somebody else today, talking about being new. I'm talking about God wants to make you new every day. He wants areas of our lives to be renewed every day through what? His living work. We're going to get to that in a minute. But look, by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and the will of God. I find people all the time, Jay, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I don't know if I should marry. I don't know if I should move. I don't know if I college. I don't. They don't know the will of God in their life. Why? Got to get your mind renewed every day. Once again, you're all in. I'm new. And guess what? Every day you're being new, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right? Okay. He makes you new, but you're also being. How many of you remember the story of the Wizard of Oz? Some of y'all ain't listening to me right now. <laughs> Let me ask you this How many of you have not heard the story of the Wizard of Oz? few of you that's okay wizard of oz how many of you remember dorothy yeah what's her dog's name what's the theme of the whole movie that women love shoes right husbands is that not true now, the persons that don't know Wizard of Oz is like, what was he talking about? No, it's not about loving shoes. Here, here she is. She's in another land. She wants to get back to Kansas, and she's got to get to the Wizard of Oz to get her back to Kansas. She's on the road. We're all, oh, how's that song go? Yellow Brick Road? How's it go? Follow the Yellow Brick Road. Oh, my. Follow the Yellow Brick Road. Oh, my. Follow the Yellow Brick Road. Oh, my. Right? And on the way, she has some friends. She meets some friends. How many of you remember the friends? How many of you remember Tin Man? Remember he was like this. And they had to get the oil can. 
You, you remember that? Okay. So tin man. Tin man didn't have what? Didn't fill it. Didn't have a heart. At least he thought that. How many know what you, talking about renewing of the mind, how many, it's important what you believe about yourself, what you believe about God. Come on. He didn't have a heart or did he not think he had a heart? You following me? You, you, you with me? Scarecrow. What, what was the problem with Scarecrow? Didn't have no brain. He didn't have a brain. Really? He was talking. Did he, did he not have a brain or did he not believe he had a brain? And then who? Lion. What was his thing? Yeah. Remember the first time he was trying to be all bad? He'd come out. Yeah. Dorothy hits him on his nose. He's just manifest. Ah, is my nose bleeding? She felt bad. Like, dude, you're the scariest lion, scared lion in the world. And he said, you know, they said, hey, he, he was talking about he couldn't sleep. And uh, one of them said, why don't you count the sheep? He says, I tried to count the sheep, but I was scared of them. <laughs> so here they are. They're going to see the Wizard of Oz. They each believe a lie. What lie have you believed in here? What, what lie have you believed? That God can't heal you? That God can't do a new thing inside of you? That God can't help you through the addiction? That God can't help your child? That God? How many of you have believed a lie in this place right here? And you work it. I mean, you've believed a lie and, and it's, you actually believe you have no heart and no brain and no courage and all because of a lie. They go to the Wizard of Oz. Guess what? They open up the curtain. He's a fraud. Their hope was, oh, what we can do? He's back there. Right? You remember? He gives them a fake heart. You know, the, 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 the wizard did something cool. He put hope in them. And all of a sudden, they began to believe. Heart. Remember the, the scarecrow? All of a sudden, he, he really brain. He's like algebra and calculations. And, blah, 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 blah. and the lion's courageous. Man, you can be a Christian and still live like the lion that had no courage. You can be a believer and live like you have no brains. You can be a believer and live like you have no heart. Because it, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Will you believe today? Can I stretch you? Would you believe that God wants to do something beautiful and new inside of you? That you come fully alive and walk out the destiny and the purpose that he has on your life. You know, Craig, somebody said a while ago, it was, it was Don, you, you, you said something like, man, are you living out your promises? Are you, you know, out of Joshua? Are you still going towards your promises? I looked at my wife, I go, we are living our promises. You know, the whole cliche, living a dream, right? I'm living a dream. No, seriously, we're living a dream. It's the real deal. It's not cliche. And we have been for a while. But you know what? Who causes you to be able to live out your dream is Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the one that does a new thing in you, your mind being renewed. You know, left to yourself, you'll, you'll think of the, the same 70%, 80% of your rotten thoughts every day. You'll vicious. Same thoughts, same negative thoughts, 70%. Someone impression? I go, hey, it didn't start with the depression. 
started with your thoughts. Jail, you judging me. You judging me right now. You judging me. You're, listen, I can judge you because I lived through it. I was handicapped with depression and anxiety and panic. And you talking about the world took my brains, took my courage, took my heart. I want to let you know, Jesus does a new thing. He will do a new thing inside of you. And guess what? He is no fraud. He's not a wizard trying to put on a show. It's the real deal. He'll do a new thing in your life. Listen to the power of your thinking today, of what you believe. Listen to this story. The Winner's Edge, Dennis Waitley tells of a story of an Air Force Air Force Colonel George Hall, who was shot down and captured in North Vietnam. Colonel Hall spent the next five and a half years, listen to this. Some of us think we have it bad enough. Now get in his, get in his shoes for a minute. Colonel Hall spent the next five and a half years in solitary confinement as a prisoner of war. The conditions of such an environment was too much for many brave men, and thus many minds, look, 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 many minds were destroyed and lives ruined. But somehow, Colonel George Hall found a way to survive. How did he survive? Listen. Every day he found a way to escape, dressed in his favorite clean outfit and his nicest golf shoes. He would have his caddy carry his clubs, and he would enjoy the picture of a perfect day in sunshine. He would golf an entire 18 holes of golf on Pebble Beach Golf Course down to the finest detail. After his release, one of the first things he did was go to the golf course and play. He played an amazing, perfect round of 76. Not bad for a professional, but truly amazing for an amateur duffer who had never played like that. When asked how, did he do, how he did it, he said over the past five and a half years, he never had to putt more than twice. <laughs> what do you believe about God? about yourself what areas of your mind and your heart needs to be new or renewed today wow don't settle for just a born-again experience when God has the whole garden of Eden that he wants to give you to experience he wants you to experience the wholeness we need I think we need to think like God thinks how many of you you know how God thinks? It's amazing. God, listen, Bob Grimm says that. Think like God thinks. L listen to the scripture. But it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. You can't even dream or think about what God has planned for you. That's how God thinks. And it begins by being a new creation and becoming new every day through the renewing of your mind. I want to do this today in closing. We're going to pray for those in just a moment. People, visitors, those that came for the first time, maybe you came to look at the building, maybe you came to see water baptism. I want to let you know in advance, 
We're going to pray for those who want to receive Christ today. You're going to become a new creation in Jesus Christ. Brand spanking new. Maybe you've walked away from Jesus Christ, swayed away, drew away from the vices of the enemy. I want to let you know we're going to pray for you, and I believe that you're going to become brand new today. We're going to do that in just a moment. In closing, I want to give you five beautiful habits. No matter if you came to know Jesus Christ like the young man that got water baptized today, he came to know Jesus Christ Thursday night. Or it could be you came to know Christ a year ago or 50 years ago. Because why? God wants you in the process of constant renewal in your life. Don't settle on your dregs. Don't settle on your leaks. Don't settle for, ah, this is how it's always going to be. No, God wants to do a new thing. Here's five. Can I give you five good habits? How many of you ever had bad habits? Now, don't lie in church. Come on now. Come on. How many had bad habits? Listen, God wants to help you with some good habits. Good habits. That way you'll live a life of renewal. Here's some good habits. Habit number one. Good habit number one. God's word. God. Yeah, I've heard that 50 years of my life. Well, I'm telling you, every day in God's word. That is, it's a, it's a living word. It's not a boring historic word, even though it's history. His story. Listen, it's alive. In his word every day. Let me show you the promises of you being in God's word every day. Joshua 1, 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Why? Why should you be in the Word? That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For when you will, uh, for then you will make, can you read, J.O.? Yes, I can, just a minute. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Why do I encourage you to get in the Word? Why? You, know, you get the Word of God in you. Now feel me. You get it in, just everything out. All of a sudden, you need to make a decision in life. God speaks to you, just a foul cabinet of the word hidden in your heart. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to your word. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my... Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners, but his, his delight is in the law of the Lord. He'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in season, who's leaf also shall not with whatever he does will prosper to who the man that's in the word give it a chance you're always on the web web world facebook how about the i have nothing against those as long as you're in the word facebook's not going to renew you ought to renew you come on the word everyone say the word i promise give it a chance it will renew you. Number two, communion. Say that with me, communion. Are you talking about communion? I'm talking about really communing. Communing with the Father. He says, hey, I don't call you servants. I call you friends. He wants to have a personal relationship. I won't camp. I already told you that you can be married to someone, not even be friends with them, not be intimate with them. God wants to be intimate with you. He says it like this. He says, I know the hairs on your head. I know every sparrow that hits the ground. Communing with the Father daily. Number three, community. What do you mean by community? 
I'm talking about being connected, not just on opening Sunday. Being connected in the, the community of the believers. I promise you, you unhealthy now, your relationship unhealthy now, you get connected in, I mean really connected, don't be faking me, don't be an all religious, really connected in the word of God. Listen to me, when you're really connected in the word of God, this is what takes place, you'll get healthy osmosis. You will. Let me tell you, I don't walk around going, I need my fingers to be healthy. Please be healthy. Oh, pray for my fingers, I need them to be healthy. My, my fingers are healthy. Why are they healthy? Because they're connected to a healthy. They just do what I tell them to do. But if I cut my finger off and stick it in my office up there, my finger's going to get stinky. I'm going to walk around like that. Hi. Hey, yo. Ho, yo. And then pretty soon I won't be able to put that finger back on, and then I'm living without a finger, right? Well, here's my point. When you're connected to the community, the church, God is building one thing on the face of the earth, the church. Will you say that with me, the church? That's what he's building. I want to be right in the middle of it. Man, he's the bride. We're the bride. He's the head. Come on. We're the body of Christ, the community of believers. It's not the new carpet or the chairs. or It's you. Being rooted in the body, being rooted in the community of the believers, your life will change. Just don't come once a year. You'll see what I'm talking about. Don't just be CEOs. What CEOs, Jail? You know what I'm saying. Christmas and Easter Christians. Right? Getting connected in the body. You with me? You with me? Three of you. You with me? Come on, you with me? I'm here to stretch you. I'm here to push you a little bit, man. I'm like a coach. Come on. I'm not here to play games. Get in the game, right? Right. Amen. Number four, I'll hit this real quick. Soul serve. You need to serve. You want to be happy? How many of you want to be happy? Some of you want to be sad. I'm sorry about that. You want to be happy? If you want to really want to be happy, serve somebody. I'm, I'm serious. Just serve. Just, you know, I ran into a guy this week. I had my, I kind of fly under the radar sometime. I have my hoodie on, you know what I'm saying? Working around here, I run into him. He goes, oh, it's you. I thought you were a worker. I said, hey, bro, I am a worker. I'm a, we, we all try to serve, right? Man, you know, on my downness, sometimes I'll have a bad day. You ever have a bad day? have a bad day and all of a sudden God will put somebody in my path to share Christ with and then I'm like I feel good mm, 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 mm. you know what I'm saying I feel I mean it makes a huge difference and then the last one is that actually that is to share everyone say share when's the last time you shared your story has it gotten so old that you don't even know your own story when's the last time you shared your testimony every one of you got a testimony you know, my son and I was raised different. I was crazy and a hellion. My son, uh, he got off the track a little bit, but did pretty good, right? <laughs> he still got a testimony. I got a testimony. You know why? Because we're all sinners saved by grace. When's the last time you shared your testimony? I want to let you know right now, those are great habits to keep you renewed. You're in it, brand new but keep you going every day. Renewed, 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 renewed every day. In the process, in the process, baby, in the process, becoming more like Jesus every day. Baby steps, baby. Come on, Bob. Come on, Bob. Come on, baby steps, baby steps. Be in process. Come on, working it out. Work your salvation out with fear and trembling. Amen.